Hi, this is Nathan East, hanging with the teddy bear on LOTL Radio, The Zone. opportunity to uh, to check it out. I wanted one I know what I one of the things that I wanted to ask. I know a lot of the listeners out there wanted to know how were you first initially approached to join the, you know, Love and Hip Hop Miami cast? Nah, they hollered at us. You know, we is Miami, man. You know, we we like the biggest group out of Miami ever. We don't sell more records than everybody. What does it mean to have so many supporters who had even when you had your brief hiatus? separately and not together, what has it meant to you as an artist or just collectively as a group to have so many fans who have shown you so much love and support over the years and they're still, they're still with you? Uh, we appreciate the fans, man. It, it, we put the group back together for the fans. We ain't do it for each other. We did it to get the fans for the music that they want and miss. You know, they, they always hitting us, asking us to do records, so we came back together to do the album for them. Well, it's definitely a beautiful experience. You know, one of the things that I've found as far as uh, conversing with so many different, you know, wonderful artists like yourself, when they, first in, when they first initially start out, everything is about the love of music, enjoying themselves and giving the listeners something that they want. And then what happens is business interrupts a lot of things. And I wanted to ask, from a business aspect, what have you learned? From let's say five years ago to where you are now, as far as looking at business, looking at business and handling business differently. 
I mean, when I started, it was always about money with me. It wasn't about no love and no music. <laughs> okay. So, okay. I mean, as far as the business, I always, I always make sure that I was educated when it came to the business side of it and made sure that, you know, I, I understood because it's the music business. You know, that, that's first and foremost. Then you then you have the the option to create music, you know, and um, I always been a part of the creation of it, the business, whatever. So, I mean, on the learning side, you know what I'm saying? I mean, whatever. I don't... I don't know. I always, I always understood the music business. Ain't really much for me to learn about the music business. Okay. Well, you know, a lot of up and coming artists, they're not aware as far as, you know, they signed that 360 deal, and they're not aware as far as the things that go along with that. And I think for you, since you're very knowledgeable about the industry as far as handling money and handling your business, if a young artist came to you and approached you, what were some of the things that you would kind of input on him on how to handle different situations and making sure that their money is right and also making sure they're getting credited for their writing? The first thing, yeah, the first thing I'm going to tell the artist that, that come to me that's a new artist is make, make the music uh, your hobby. You know what I'm saying? Get your career, focus on school, get your money right, and do the music on the side because you will always be able to pay to do the music. You will always be able to do that, but that don't mean you're going to be able to pay your bills. So make sure that you have, you know, a, a solid foundation before you jump out here trying to do music because it's, it's a very expensive business. It's, it's a business that takes a lot of marketing and promotion, and it's not marketing and promotion isn't free. Um, so, I mean, for a new artist, man, you know, mo- mostly that, make sure that your music... Um, it has good quality, you know. Make sure the quality is good and just keep working, man. This is an era that's all about delivering content. So put as put out as much content as possible so you can grow your fan base. You could be the hottest dude in the world, but if nobody see you or hear you, they don't know. So, you know, drop the music on the record. Right. Well I'm not gonna date myself. I'll just say this, man, it's it's incredible how things have evolved where at one particular moment in time, being an artist, you had to go to different cities and visit different radio stations to different radio stations to promote what you're doing. And all of a sudden, you have the influx of social media, especially Instagram, where you can promote anything and generate so much money, as you just stated, as far as content is concerned. Um, I think a lot of artists struggle to have uh, gain that kind of knowledge as far as the content and how to, how to manage their money and making sure that they get out there and promote their music through social media. How long did it take for you from a personal standpoint to really get adapted and get comfortable using social media? Well, we was the first artist. It was, it was Pretty Ricky, T-Pain, Rihanna, I think, I, think, I think it was us three. We was like the, at the forefront of the digital era when they was transitioning um, the music industry into digital downloads. So, I mean, we had the best of both worlds. Most of our fans were used to buying music from the stores, but then they got exposed to this new technology. So they, they used us um, to really launch this new, this new startup of delivering music. And I think it was, uh, I can't remember, the, I think it was Jamster. Jamster was the first ringtone company that was big for people to download ringtones. So we used to do things like make exclusive ringtones for dancers, do exclusive downloads for Best Buy. So like if a person bought an album for Best Buy, 
nobody else got the same songs, it was different songs than the songs that was at Sucker City or the songs that was at uh, Walmart. And then uh, also with Walmart, Walmart does only clean versions of the record. So when we went in and recorded, we'll record a dirty version and a clean version. So the fans will buy both albums. So that helped us with album sales also by having both versions of the album available. Um, but transitioning with, with, with the social media, um, you know, my space was popping back then. I, I think I think with that, you just got to understand that tomorrow there might be another company that's big and the day after another one. So from an artist that's just creating content, you have to educate yourself with every new platform that comes out to distribute the music. And it's just for the fans, man. Whatever, whatever they, whatever the masses are on, you got to make sure that you can deliver your music to them because that's the that's the platform that they're using to to acquire music. They're no longer buying CDs and vinyls anymore. You know, I must admit, at one particular moment in time, I said, you know what, this is going to really hurt the industry because. We as listeners became so accustomed to going to the, you know, the local record store, the store in the community, and buying albums and 45s and cassettes. And all of a sudden, as you said, when we made that transition to the digital, it's like, okay, there's no more, you know, really having that meet and greet and really getting comfortable and knowing the artist. Let me correct that. Let me correct that. Okay. Let me correct that because they they are buying cassette vinyl, but they're they're like boutique stores or like urban outfitters like this Christmas I seen they had a vinyl version of Chris album, a vinyl version of Tupac album, um Lauren Hill album. So people are collecting them now. It's so it's still it's still valued there but it's not the masses. So it's just a different a different um just a different time man, you know? Oh, absolutely because it uh, the few on few separate occasions I've had a chance to travel outside the United States to be more specific, either going to Japan or the UK. I mean, wax is huge over there. I mean, vinyl, I mean, they buy it. I mean, they still have the record stores down there, and it's just really, really huge. Um, as far as Pretty Ricky collectively, man, the U.K. market is huge, and they, they've become enamored with your music. They've become enamored with R&B music. It's always had a love affair for uh, as far as store-down R&B music. For you, have you had any plans on possibly collectively as a group possibly doing some tours overseas? Yeah, man, we're huge worldwide, man. We're we're a big international group. We always tour overseas every year. You know, we're gonna hit the UK, the Netherlands, um, Japan. You know, we travel all around the world and tour, and we do shows. We have a very, very, very huge following in the UK, um, and everywhere, man. Even in Japan, it's, it's, they sitting outside like Michael Jackson, but it's all right. like that's what they do. So, you know. It's, it's, it's beautiful, man, that music just stretches so far around the world, man. You know, no, nobody would know either. You you would never know that we were that big all the way around the world. You know who's big overseas, too? I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> very big. In, um, no, ain't that crazy? Yeah, very much so. Very much so. Man, I, you, you, man, you had an opportunity to perform so many times and bring so much love and happiness to so many listeners, man. And you've been doing it for a minute. Does it ever get old to get that kind of love and adulations when you when you get on stage and also when you start when you stop performing, man? Nah. How do you kind of it never gets old? Nah, it don't. It does. It doesn't get old. But I think you know, with time and maturity, 
the the outlook on it is different. Like I'm I'm not really into the dancing and stuff anymore like I was early into my career. Like now, like I ain't really on that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, right. You know, but it, every everything. But with times have changed, man. You know what I'm saying? But it's still a beautiful feeling, man, to get that kind of love and adulation because, you know, listeners can be really fickle. They have stood by you guys, man, from day one, and they're still here. And I said, okay, they on Love and Hip Hop Miami. I said, okay, that's another way to generate money. I can't, I can't be mad at that. I mean, any, it, <laughs> money, money, money is money. Yeah, and it was, a, it, was, it was a platform. We mostly did it. It wasn't really about the money. Even okay. Though, you know, we are getting paid. It was more about... It was more about having a platform to let the world know that we put the group back together. Love Me Hip Hop is the number one franchise on VH1. So, right. you know, there's no more 106 Park anymore. So it, we really just took advantage of that. We was like, you know what, we're going to do the show to let the whole world know the group is back together. And now they can go and they can get this music that we've been working on. Because our album is pretty much almost done. So, okay. you know, it, wait, it, wait. It, it, it is beautiful. You know, it is beautiful to have the opportunity to be on television. You know, I, I can could, I could see a change already in the popularity of the group. We were already popular, but it's extremely popular right now. Well, brother, the few times I've had an opportunity to look at the show, man, you love the camera, and the camera definitely loves you. <laughs> definitely, definitely loves you, man. Oh, yeah, man. I do my I mean... thing. I, I have to show you. <laughs> I said, all right, man. Have you, me, have you been, my mind, you know? Huh? No, what yeah, was that? Me, I'm going to speak my mind. I'm going to say how I think it. Oh, I, hey, I can respect that. I, I mean what you say and say what you mean. You know, I, I can definitely respect that. Now, dabbling a little bit now, as far as, the, you know, as far as doing... Like the fans hmm? like where... I think the fans like it like that, where, where you're authentic, man. They don't want the fake right. bubblegum stuff, man. They want, it, they want it authentic. They want it real. That's why social media is so popular because they got direct access to every celebrity that they can imagine. And if you were asking about the new artists, like what, what can they do, man? Follow follow celebrities that you like, and you ain't got to recreate the wheel, man. They they showing you the game on what to do. You know what I'm saying? They, right. If you see them dropping records consistently, then that's what you need to do. If you see them wearing high fashion clothes, then that's what you need to do. It's, it's, they're showing you what you need to do. I'm not saying be a follower, but at the same time, like they're giving you a guideline of what's working. Oh, it definitely resonates in today's music industry without question. Um, do you think at any time, as you said, as far as social media and the things that come along with it, do you think at any times it can be it can be somewhat a little bit tedious because they want to delve into too much of what's going on with you as far as your personal life is concerned? It's one thing to share some of yourself, but it gets to a point where people get a little bit too, I would say, greedy, and they want a little they want to know a little bit too much more than they should. When you become as popular as my group has become, you you understand that's a part of your life now. You know. It's different when you know you're just working in the shipping market and you're just trying to make money. But when you're an uh, international recording artist and you're on television, like you, you open up the floodgates for the media to dive in because they want to know about your life, what you're doing, what you know, what businesses are you a part of, how, how's your kids, how are you with kids? Because they want to know do they do they want to support you or not? 
Do they want to right. follow you? Do they believe in the same things that you believe in? At some point, it stops being about the music, and you're no longer selling music. You're selling a lifestyle. And people want to know, do they like your lifestyle, and are you somebody that they want to be like? Well, it's interesting that you say that, and I'm asking you from a personal standpoint, was there anyone in particular that that you seen growing up in the industry that you said, hey, I want to be like that. I want to have what he has. Or I want to do, have that same type of flow that this particular artist has. Yeah, there's, there's been artists and uh, businesses that, that I've seen coming up that I looked at and they motivated me and inspired me. You know, you got Michael Pippins, Diddy, you know, guys like that. I, I love 50 Cent. I love 50 Cent, but because he's so true and he's very outspoken. I love Diddy because he's very business savvy and anything that he wants to accomplish, he goes after it. And, you know, I see him always every day putting work into his craft and his businesses every, every single day. It's never a day off. You know, Michael Pippins, I, I watched him put together a group and ride it all the way out, restructure the group, and the group members separated through a three-member group, put the group back together. It's just, it's, it's very inspiring. You know, somebody like, um, um, what's, what's your boy from God? Teddy Riley. Teddy Riley, who just, you know, really created a whole new sound with production and, and songwriting and you know, he brought in the new Jack Swing. He made it cool, and he just understood the culture. And even with the young kids, you know, like T-Pain. T-Pain brought in a whole new style, and he don't get credited for it, but, like, he really changed the whole music business with people being able to do use auto-tune to create records. So right. there's, there's always a few, man. No? I love Jay-Z. Question. Jay-Z, you know what I mean? Just a straight hustler from the streets. You know, he showed you that you can be corporate and you're not corny if you, you know, be about your business. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, without question. Without like question. Cameron, I mean, for the style. Cameron, Cameron was always the freshest one to be. Cameron, and even though Cameron and Mace is beeping right now, but like to me, they really represent what it, was, what it is to be a fly person in the music business. Like I, I really looked, looked at their style and was like, I want to be fly like Cam. I want to be fly like me. You know? Okay. I, well, I can... know, my, it's funny because uh, my friends would be like, I'm a Harlem nigga. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I can dig it, man. You know, hey, I, I, I'll be the first to bet, man. You know, the first time I had an opportunity to uh, meet uh, Barry White, I said, you know what? I have to give me a smoking jacket, man. I have to get one. So... I, 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 def- right. <laughs> I, I can definitely, definitely relate, Miss Mona Scott, she is a, a very savvy and very intelligent businesswoman. And I wanted to, do you think there's yes. a remote possibility that there might be a spinoff to give the group members their own show? I mean, I'm, I'm so focused on my own personal brand right now. I don't know if it's going to okay. spin off for the group, but I know that eventually I'll produce a spinoff for myself. And okay. whether or not the production company is a part of it or not, I mean, I love Mona Scott to step in anything that she is a part of. I'm always going to be down for it because she is so 
intelligent and she she understands structure. She thinks everything out very thoroughly. Um, you know, she had her background in the music industry is so in depth. You know, being over there with Violet and um, you know with Missy Elliott and LL Cool J. You know, you think, man, they had everybody over at Violet. But I, I love them. So I know I'm gonna do another show. I don't know. I'm not particularly sure if the group is interested in the TV stuff. Because okay. even this season, I filmed a lot more than they did. Because they weren't really intrigued, you know, about filming so much, even though we opened our life up to VH1 or whatever. But sometimes, you know, people are camera shy. You never know. Right. And I don't know if they're camera shy or not. I'm just saying. You know what I mean? Right. Well, I mean, I, it, I it's I'm game to whatever. Right, but it's like, um, I, I just want, like, it's just like you just said earlier, that you're very comfortable speaking your truth and expressing and being real with people. Then you have other people who are not too comfortable with expressing that, t- that side of themselves in front of the camera. So, I mean, you know, to, to each his own. And, that, and that's right. That could be right now. That they could have not been comfortable now or in the past. Maybe in right. the future they will be comfortable. You know what I mean? But I know right. in the past we don't turn down a few opportunities to be on TV shows and have our own shows. So, you know, Mo- Mona Scott, such a well put together franchise. I-, I felt like we couldn't tell Mona no. You know, man, there's no there's no such thing as bad money. If they're gonna compensate you, man, by all means, you know, do what you have to do. Do you think? <laughs> <laughs> do you see yourself sometime so, man, in the near future? I'm working future? on a new project, man. Oh, you are. What? Well, well, lay working, it on us. What, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. I, let me let me talk about some of my solo stuff. So I just dropped a mixtape called Cold okay. Blue. It's available okay. everywhere. You can literally just go online and type in Baby Blue, Whoa, Cold Blue, and download it. I got some real good music on there. Uh, I'm working on a new group album. I'm almost done. And, you know, every month I'm going to drop some new music until, I don't know, until they just love me uncontrollably. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so it is written, so it shall be done, man. If you don't mind, can you give all the pertinent information as far as where the listeners and supporters out there can track you down as far as Instagram, Twitter, and also Facebook? Yeah, every single platform known to men, I got Baby Blue Woke. So you, you can go on Instagram and put in Baby Blue Woke, you're going to see me. You put in, go to Facebook, put in Baby Blue Woke. You're going to see me. All the fans know me from that. When I say Baby Blue, they say, whoa. So I just grab Baby Blue on everything. BabyBlueWoe.com, Baby Blue on Twitter, Baby Blue Woe everywhere. Put it Baby Blue Woe. You're going to see me. You're going to see the music, the photos. Man, I'm, I'm on point. I got you. The Renaissance Man, Baby Blue. Lord have mercy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I can definitely think. Man, hopefully sometime soon, man, this year, man, you make your way down here. To Houston, man, we would love to have you here in the studio. Hey, absolutely, man. Just um, you know, get with my team, and man, we can we can set something up. I love to come by, man. I, I just love uh, doing what I do. So it's whatever. All right, man. Again, thank you so much, man, for joining us, man, and making this happen. Whatever you need, please do not hesitate to let us know. This is definitely your second home, man. We support you and keep doing what you're doing, man. 
Hey, well, anything you got, any anytime you got something that you want to talk about, you can hit us up, man. It's, you can follow up on the on the shows and recap. It's whatever. We, I'm always available. All right, man. Much continued success, man. All right, man. Baby Blue World no. signing off. No. All right, God bless. <laughs> Baby Blue, whoa, Lord have mercy, from Pretty Ricky here in the zone of LOTO Radio, man. hope everybody enjoyed the interview, but while I got you, it's safe and sound, comfy and cozy. Let's get into the latest hit single, of course, from Pretty Ricky, from Good Girls, here in the zone of LOTO Radio.
Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen. Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups. It's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 